Cherry Blair is a financial advisor, California insurance license number 0B42369 with Michael J. Lucia and Associates. Security and services offered through HBEC Inc., member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. Well, welcome to Transition Radio. Today is a very special day. We are going to be talking about love and money. And I'm sitting here in studio with my co-host, Paula Shaw. Paula, how are you doing today? I'm doing great and can't wait to hear about how to get love to be easy. Well, but one of the people I love is our sponsor, Sherry Blair. Mm-hmm. So Sherry's going to be joining us in studio also. Along with Glenda Shankal. That's great. Who is the love easy expert. The love easy expert. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, you know, we <clears throat> decided uh, uh, last week that I uh, have a new book coming out. It's called The Courage to Change Everything. And we decided we'd start to show out with me reading a little excerpt from the book. So I'm going to do that right now. Along with the theme, it fits right in. So here we go. Do you love what you're doing? If you do not love what you're doing, why are you doing it? Life's not, life is not a dress rehearsal. Why do you do things you don't love? So many people get caught up in doing things that they think they should do instead of doing things that bring them fire to their soul. This is no way to live because if you continue doing the infinite amount of shoulds that come your way every day, One day you're going to wake up stressed out, angry, empty, and unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. So why not start today and become aware of what you would really like to be doing and then start doing it? Why not bring forth your greatest talents, gifts, and abilities for an amazing professional and personal life? Is it possible that within you is the power to generate an extraordinary life? Of course. It is evidenced by all the great men and women who have ever lived. They utilize their potential, and so could you. Ooh, I love that. That was really good and and totally tied in with what we're talking about today. Because one of the things I realized when we were looking at love and money, which are two of the most difficult areas for so many people in their lives, and why? You know, what does it take to have a good, loving relationship? I mean, I'm so excited to hear what Glenda has to say in a little bit, but it occurs to me that one of the things that seems to have to be on board is self-love. You have to value yourself. You have to think you're worthy of having a great experience and being treated beautifully in a relationship, don't you think? Well, I, I do, and, and I, uh, I've often questioned where does self-love come from? And one of the insights that I have is that self-love is really something that is given all of us. We all have it, but some of us play like it's not there, right? Mm-hmm. And some of us, um, that we show up and we make commitments, and then we don't keep them, mm-hmm. or we overcommit, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're not feeling good about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? 
So I've made it a practice not to overcommit. Um, I, I don't do it 100%. But I know one thing is that when I do that, when I show up and I and I keep commitments and show up in a, in a good way, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? That builds self-esteem. And the opposite that uh, I believe also is um, if you have a, a mind that's a critical thinking mind and you're always criticizing yourself or other people, mm-hmm. that also tears down that, that sense of self-esteem. And, you know, I think so much of that is learned. The other day I had the, the pleasure of being in the presence of my new great niece. And she's just about a year and a half old and as cute as she can be. Her name is Giada. And Giada arrived on the planet knowing she was hot stuff. And, of course, then she sees all of us making a fuss over her because we're so thrilled to be in her presence. This little girl, at this point in her life, has this beautiful level of self-esteem and self-love and demands and commands what she needs and what she wants. So where does that shift? So often that starts shifting in the way parents discipline children or in the way they talk to them. And then, of course, we go to school and other things happen that parents have no control over. And so a lot of this lack of self-love, I think, is learned. It certainly isn't natural. We arrive crazy about we, ourselves. We, we do. We <laughs> arrive brilliant. And mm-hmm. uh, we arrive in little uh, packages of genius. I remember I like my that. granddaughter, <laughs> Ella, when she was three years old, she came to me, and I had made a vision board in my office. Mm-hmm. And on my vision board, I had put Disneyland on there. And she walked in. She hadn't seen really pictures of Disneyland. She said, what is that, Grandpa? And I said, oh, that's Mickey Mouse. What's that? That's Goofy. What's that? I said, that's the Magic Castle. She looked at me at three and said, I'm going there. Now, what she did in the next two weeks was profound. We were living on the East Coast in New Jersey. She went to her mom and dad, and she kept a, a, a mantra up. I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> when are we going? When are we going? When are we going? You know, within two weeks, she had manifested herself flying across the country and at Disneyland. Oh, my God. Her <laughs> that's a powerful said, kid. <laughs> that's a powerful kid, right? That's how we come in. Yeah, that's true. We're limitless. We don't know until somebody tells us we can't do something that we can't do it. And, and worse is, is not that they tell us, it's that we believe them. Mm-hmm. And we start believing them. And we start associating those beliefs, well, I didn't get this, so maybe I'm not going to get this, and right. I'm not going to get this. And we right. start believing that. And it tears down the spirit within us that is ever expanding, ever mm-hmm. reaching for new ways to express itself through us. And you know, my daughter Erin and I were having a very interesting conversation yesterday about a new book out called Attachment. And it's talking about the attachment styles that people have. And we all fall into one of three categories. We're either secure, we're avoidant, or we're anxious. Mm. And so, you know, in line with what we're saying here, probably we all start out secure. Mm-hmm. We think we're lovable. We, we like being loved. We like the experience of love. But then when you lose someone or something you love, you may begin to learn to be avoidant mm. or anxious, mm. you know, that, oh, this is going to happen again. So then, unfortunately, when you become anxious or avoidant, you start behaving in relationships in ways that make them not work so well. Isn't that interesting? So, yeah, our life is such a journey of learning and unlearning, I think, right? You know, and just trying to get it better, get it right so we can have it be better. 
Absolutely. And you know, I want to uh, add to that. I think that the, we it's been uh, studied now by the uh, spiritual scientists and other scientists, social scientists, that the mind <clears throat> is the cause of our bondage and the mind is the cause of our freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, there's something about the mind that a lot of people don't realize, and that is our thoughts are not individual. Our thoughts are universal. If you take a thought of a person that has low self-esteem, right, here mm-hmm. in the United States, and you, you ask them about what they're thinking, and they give you a, 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 maybe five of their thoughts, you can go over to Japan or Europe or anywhere else and ask that same person uh, yeah, that's depressed what they think, and they'll have very, very similar thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it's there, there is an energy, a vibration that we tune into when we start having critical negative thoughts, we start feeling less about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason I brought, I, I wrote the book, the, the courage to change everything. Cause I realized that we don't need inspiration daily. Okay. Or I mean, uh, when we're in, in having a good time mm-hmm. or, or a bad time, we need it all the time, mm-hmm. right? Because we need to, to keep our thoughts high yeah. tuned into those universal thoughts that are lifting us up and raising our consciousness and back into that little child comes in high and a high energetic vibration from the heavens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We lose that when we, we get here unless we really start to become aware of it. Yes. One of the ways I recommend is stillness. Be mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Be still. Tuning in to what that inner voice says. Yeah. Yeah, I know yesterday I woke up and I had a little anxiety going and not for any particular reason I could exactly identify. And it was like, okay, what do I do? Do I walk up the hill? Do I, you know, but then I, no, let's stay with what we always do. And the first thing I always do is the stillness, the meditation. And by the time I was done with that, then I thought, yeah, now I'll walk up the hill and, or go to the gym or whatever it is that then brings movement into my life. And then I find the energy just flows better for the rest of the day. You know that little Ella, when she was uh, under five, I noticed that she would have an, uh, uh, a, tantor, a, tan- a temper tantrum and, mm-hmm. and get all upset, right? And then about 90 seconds later, she was <laughs> fine. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, how many of us do, do, that, do that, right? You know, somebody <laughs> says something to you, and now you're thinking about it for uh, a day, a month, a year, or right. 10 years. Right? Holding on to it. Holding on to that, right? That's the thing. But that's unnatural. Mm-hmm. Unnatural is that feelings, social scientists tell us, the feelings pass through our bodies in 90 seconds, exactly. right? Exactly. So anything more than that, you've got the mind attached, and we start thinking those thoughts, negative thoughts yeah. over and over again. And, we just and they just add volume and to And what the happens negativity. is they paralyze us. They yeah. stop us mm. in our tracks, right? Mm-hmm. They grow. They grow. I know. I love that analogy Eckhart Tolle uses in the beginning of A New Earth where he says, when two ducks are going along in the pond, if one of them splashes the other, you know, they just swim apart and they move on. Nobody's going, why did he do that? What did he mean by that? He showed me no respect, you know, and he is it that ducks just go, okay, cruising, done with that, right. moving to the next thing. Dogs, shake it off. You know, we need to get better at yeah. just moving on, shaking it off, and having the next feeling. If you pass that feeling through in 90 seconds, now there's room for another one, a new one, and maybe a better one. Absolutely. And you know what all this takes us to is is a sense of self-worth, a sense of love within our, our core. It takes us into a place where we can we are uh, responsible, right? Response. I was thinking of that word today, responsible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So response 
able, right? Yeah. Responsible, because mm-hmm. you can't be responsible if your 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 mind is cluttered with right. emotions and hurts and harms and worries and stress. Right. And you or just you're can't. Stuck or you can't. Or and negative. you can't be in love then, <laughs> right? So you know we have a guest coming up. Yes. And I'm she's so going to be excited. talking all about love. Glenda is going to be here in just a moment. So. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Absolutely, because this is the woman who created the program called Love Comes Easily, and I want to know all about that. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. California license number 0B42369. Securities and services offered through HBEC Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. Paula Shaw here with my co-host, Ken D. Foster. And we are now in studio with Glenda Chankal. She is the creator of Love Comes Easily. And I know a lot of you out there, like myself, didn't think that was actually possible. (laughs) So we have a lot we want to talk to her about. She's been working for 20 years as a personal transformation coach with enthusiastic clients all across the U.S., But by popular demand, she narrowed her specialization to love coaching. She offers laser-focused teaching and transformational tools and tips to smart, capable women who've been searching unsuccessfully for love. She helps them to easily, and there's the operative word, easily find their soulmates and move into steady, successful life partnerships. Yahoo! Welcome, Tell Glenda. Us how it's yes, done. <laughs> welcome, Glenda. Thank yeah. You. So, how did how did you get into this business? By the way, well, it's by popular demand, right? So, the I've always coached people. I get the sense you've both coached people your whole lives. People mm-hmm. came to me when I was young and asked me profound questions, and I had very easy, simple answers for them. 
And so that's been my gift, my passion, my vocation all my life. And I've really, I care profoundly to help others in their journey and their soul search. And, and I love when people come to me, ask a targeted question, I provide a precise answer and they go away transformed. This is my favorite thing in life. Mm. It's what I offer. It's what I, I was born to do. But the love coaching is separate. Yeah, that that is a, that's a big yeah because I know there's a lot of people out there listening right now that maybe are single maybe not in the right relationship that they really want to be in a really loving caring compassionate relationship that would build upon uh, they would build with each other so how do you go from a single life to a happy partnered life I think that being single successfully is a marvelous starting point to find love. Because you've already gained your power, your independence, you've created your own financial stability of some sort, right? Mm -hmm. And then instead of going from weakness into partnership, you go from strength into partnership, and that's a totally different life experience. It's much more dynamic and juicy and marvelous and passionate and exciting. But we have the reality out there. (laughs) You know, we were talking earlier about attachment styles, and we all know, we all of us ladies, single ladies, know the term committophobes, <laughs> and, you know, we've got all these other dynamics at work. So what if we love ourselves and we, we do value our lives and, <laughs> and what we bring to the table, but we still can't seem to find that guy that values it as well? Mm-hmm. It's complicated. So one of the first layers in this problem, and, and these are the women I coach. I used to be the poster child. I was the exact same kind of woman myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have successful relationships. It was a secret little black hole in my life, ah. right? So the first thing is to work on the ambivalence, right? The uncertainty. Do I really want a partnership or don't I? Mm-hmm. And a lot of women that come to me when they find out what they do. I had a long conversation with a lady on a plane recently. She plays in an orchestra. She's a magnificent violinist. And she said, won't I have to give up my power? Mm -hmm. if I join a partnership and join commitment. Mm. This is a new time, ladies. We don't have to have the same kind of relationships women have always had. This is a magnificent forward-thinking moment. It's so exciting because if you hold beliefs like that and you become aware of them and you shift them, you open the door right there. That's an important step for Mm -hmm. a capable woman is to realize, oh, I'm ambivalent. Let me work on that to begin with. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned in your story that, and you just said again, that you were at one point the poster girl for this frustrated woman that seems to have a lot going for her but can't find the right guy. So you took a little trip and you discovered some keys. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Mm-hmm. I left New York City and I was, I was kind of in an existential blank wall. I don't know if listeners have ever had that experience where everything seemed to come to a stopping point point all at one time. Mm. So my business life, my personal life, my life transitions, I was at a blank wall. I didn't know which way to turn. And I felt that New York didn't offer anything to me. And I felt dreary and worn out on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I felt a little discouraged, to be honest. Mm. And so I left and I thought, where do I need to go? And I felt myself being called. I felt the universe pulling me to a new journey. And people kept mentioning the name of this place in the Southwest. And I was like, that's where I need to go. And I went out there and I had no attention on relationships because I was so discouraged that I thought I'll never have a relationship. I'm over it a, a thousand percent. 
So I walked away from the question, and I made no eye contact with men for months when I lived in that desert town. Mm -hmm. And I didn't talk to men. I refused to speak to them. And I moved my attention completely in a new direction. What kind of life do I want to live? Who do I want to become? What adventures am I going to have? And they were all internal adventures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then men started running after me, and I was like, for at least six or eight months, I was like, I'm imagining it. So is that is that a sense? <laughs> when I'm hearing you, you got really uh, clear with your own core, with who you were. You were happy with you. You had a sense of well being within yourself, and then things shifted. Is that is that accurate? It is accurate, but mm-hmm. it's important to emphasize that I was I was so discouraged that I was a thousand percent over it. Okay, I didn't even want to think about it again. There, if a man approached me, I kind of would turn and move away. Mm-hmm. I had moved into avoidance in that mm-hmm. in that attachment style. I was like, I don't want to hear about it. Don't bother me. So when they started coming in, then what happened? <laughs> Yeah, how did you shift? How did you shift that? (laughs) Well, I told people when I was single, they'd say, are you single? Are you attached? You know, I'd say, I'm single and I love it so much. And I have such a fabulous life that if any man was interested in me, he would have to run after me to get my attention. Mm -hmm. And I literally said that again and again. And then men began to literally run after me to get my attention. (laughs) And it took months before I was like, is this a pattern? What's going on? Okay, ladies, did you hear that? The words are, men will have to run after me to get my attention. I want to say my wife did the exact same thing prior to me meeting her. She was really clear that she was done chasing any guy, that she wasn't going to put her energy that way at all. (laughs) And that, uh, and I didn't know that at the time, you know, but I met her and I was like, oh my goodness, I got to date this woman, right? So (laughs) I I chased after her, (laughs) right? But that was not a pattern in her life, her whole life. She had spent a lot of time running after guys. Women are afraid that they'll be alone, and so they are too eager and available to men. Well, you know, that's you bring up a, a good point, because a man doesn't need a woman to be happy either. And I think when you're in that space, and you're, you're the man and the woman are in that space, then you can come together. Otherwise, one is too needy. Mm-hmm. Or both. Or both. You're simultaneously yeah. needy, and you drag each other down. Exactly. Or there's dysfunction yeah. in some Nobody way. can fulfill all everything yeah. I need. <laughs> I can tell That's you right. that. Yep. Or, or my wife or, or, your, or your needs, right? Nobody can do that. And there's not one person on the planet that's going to fill all your needs. And wanting someone to fill your needs is asking all the wrong questions and starting from all the wrong starting points, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So knowing that you can find your way in life confidently and you can build on your triumphs and you can expand yourself and you don't have to be afraid and you don't need to be diminished by anything that happens. I loved what you said about emotions moving through you in 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Just let everything go and go forward always with your attention toward the future and not the past. When you live that way, people run after you. Men run after you. Children run after you. Women run after you to get to figure out what your secrets are. It's crazy. And the less available you are because the more busy you are doing meaningful things, the more people beg for your attention. Isn't it's insane. Truth? I can't even overstate how powerful it is. They feel something different and they want to know what it is. Mm-hmm. They want in on it. And ultimately, it really does come down to that energetic vibration you're putting out when you're not coming from this place of, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I need somebody. And when you know that you are everything that you need to be to give yourself a happy, joyful life, you're absolutely right. There's a completely different vibration. And I can see what you're saying. That's way more attractive than this needy, sad, kind of depressed person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glenda, Glenn, there's a lot of people out there that are grieving being single. 
Um, I'm sure people come to you like that. You know, they're just tired. I, I know people. I'm tired of being single. I'm just so done with that. I really want to have a relationship. How do you work with people like that? That is so perfect that you brought that up. That's one of the things that I meant to talk about, the grief of singleness. Mm. That's such a core thing. I've never heard anyone else talk about it. I've been carrying the idea in my heart for a long time and working with my clients on that. So thank you. Thank you for saying it out loud. So the grieving is this sense of, um, I'm a failure, I feel dejected, I am unloved, I am unwanted, and and there's no power or joy in it. It's a misery. It's a secret anguish that carry, that women mm-hmm. carry in particular because they take it so personally when there's no love in their life. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is a grief process. And I think that for a long time, I grieved my failures in relationships. I felt that something was wrong with me right? Mm-hmm. And it's a totally different worldview. Mm-hmm. Grief and longing and sadness and emptiness and misery, dejectedness. It's such a painful, lonely reality to live in. It's such a, it makes me want it to hug is. people when I hear about it. And it's so supported by our culture. Yes. You know, I mean, I have heard beautiful, accomplished women sit in my office and say, without a man, my life doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. nothing. And I think that's, a, that's an aspect of the grief too that they can't embrace life fully as who they are. So, you know, I would really love it in our next segment if we can talk a little bit about how do you move people from that place to the place where they become these magnets of attraction that you're talking about. So we will talk about that very shortly. And we'll be right back with uh, Glenda Shenkow. In a moment. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back to Transition Radio, where today we're talking about love and money made easy. And our guest is Glenda Shankal. And we're talking a little bit about how to really get love in your life, right? Yes, indeed. And how to transition from being that person who's given up, Mm -hmm. who thinks there are no good men or women out there, and who's really grieving the fact that the dream that we all, that gets instilled in us about the beautiful relationship or the great marriage didn't come true. Mm -hmm. So 
how do you move them through that position to the position that you talked about of having a beautiful relationship? Mm -hmm. Such a great question. I reverse engineered what happened to me when the men started running after me. Mm -hmm. I was like, what did I do? What have have I done here? Mm -hmm. So there were four things that I totally changed Mm -hmm. and I added in a lifestyle change. And you already spoke about it earlier today with stillness. You were speaking about stillness practice. Mm-hmm. That is the lifestyle change, which is so key. It mm-hmm. can be simple, can be effortless, can be fun. Uh, it helps to integrate change. You know, stillness is the um, practice that brings uh, greatness into our lives. And greatness, uh, having a great relationship, is one of the keys to um, uh, that you that I got, and I'm sure Paul, everybody, everybody gets out of stillness. You did, Glenda. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, what are those four things? The four things that you also found, right? So the first one is to leave the past behind, one thousand mm-hmm. percent. And you spoke about mm-hmm. that when you mm-hmm. talked about letting feelings move through you and releasing them gently, mm-hmm. just letting them go. The second core key concept is to establish profound connectivity with the right people. The ones who feel supportive, who feel gentle, who feel understanding that you laugh with, that you cry with. But there's no negativity. There's no complaining or backward looking. Um, And focusing and really building those relationships and nourishing them is profoundly healing to the soul. Mm -hmm. When you release all other relationships very gently, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. Uh, without any negativity or ultimatums or anything, you just drop them or peripheralize them. Uh-huh. Right? That's good. <laughs> yes. And the other thing that's hugely powerful is to move your attention from the past to the future. And the easiest way that I know to do that is to simply focus on dreams that you want to have come true. Mm-hmm. So when I lived in the desert southwest, I was constantly thinking about two life goals. One was to go to Southeast Asia on a walking tour for a month and a half because my heart is really in Southeast Asia mm-hmm. uh, for karmic reasons or spiritual reasons or whatever. Uh, and the other one was to write all the books that I'd had stored in my head all my life that I wanted to write so much. So I spent all of my spare energy instead of thinking <coughs> negative thoughts or mm. worrying about something or criticizing myself. I shifted my attention a thousand percent to what am I going to do next? Wow. What's the next step? Fabulous. What do I need to do now? That's powerful. So I got three of them. I got let go, connect uh, with the right people, uh, put your attention in the future. And there's a one more. I think you said. I don't usually phrase them this way, so I can't remember the fourth one. (laughs) Make your dreams. Yeah, it's a good starting point. And a great starting point, absolutely. And you also teach Mm -hmm. some courses. Are there these online courses? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love some of the titles, Mm -hmm. like How to Get Men to Run After You, Mm -hmm. Becoming Irresistible from Within, Mm -hmm. How to Be a Husband Magnet Over 40. And now you tell us you've created a program for men as well. You didn't leave the guys out. No, it's by popular demand too. Uh, Tell us about that program. Yeah, so I was in a cab and I was in San Diego at a business meeting and I was going to the airport and the cab driver said, what are you here for? And I told him. And he said, well, what about us? (laughs) What about me? And then I was in the recording studio recording one of these women's programs for audio on audio. And the technician, who's a marvelous man, said, well, what about what about me and all the other guys? And my friends in New York, the men friends that I have there, lots of them said, well, what about us? When are we going to get the help we need? 
So these are all transformation products. Mm-hmm. Um, they're audio courses. It's me taking my teaching instead of one-on-one coaching. It's one-to-many. So it's exactly the same help I give my clients one-on-one. I'm very passionate about these programs. They're profoundly life-changing. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to mention, too, before we get too far into this segment, that you can connect with Glenda at lovecomeseasily.com or lovecomeseasily.com or uh, lovecomeseasilyformen.com. Those are your two websites. I wanted to mention those. And I also want to mention to our listeners, Glenda has a free gift for you if you listen to the end of this program. So we're going to be giving you that link in a moment. (laughs) Okay. You know, we we didn't finish up too much with that grief piece last segment. (laughs) I wanted to just dive into that a little bit. If somebody's uh, in that place of of grieving, um, (laughs) not having the relationship (laughs) of their dreams, um, what are the three steps or two steps that you mm-hmm. recommend to start to pop them out of that? Mm-hmm. So one is to help them focus. It's tragic when a woman who's capable and accomplished, or a man for that matter, is constantly grieving that lack mm-hmm. piece. It's almost like believing in a negative fairy tale. And they don't need to believe that way because they've already accomplished so many things to be proud of. All they need to do is refocus their attention onto things that they'd love to have happen in their lives Mm. and things they've already done that are wonderful and people who already love them. Just focusing there. and But they also need to be heard. So when someone comes in grieving, I love to honor their feelings. I want them to feel authenticated. But we don't need to spend a lot of time on that now, do we? No, we don't. But you know, I love what you said, that fairy tale piece. Uh, you know, that there's the something with that, that, tale, that yeah. negative fairy tale. I think that resonates, at least it does with me. I mean, how many are living in negative fairy tales? And, you know, why? Why, why do people live there? Well, it's a tradition. It's a tradition to be negative. And we come out of a culture. Our world's changed a thousand percent in the last hundred years. People have no idea how profound the changes are. I have a history degree. One of my great passions is what has gone on in the world in the past. And I love knowing all about all the centuries in different parts of the world. So one thing that's new right now is that we don't have to struggle with famine, with war, I can't believe we're talking about this, but it's a very exciting thought process. <laughs> Famine and war, right? Early death. Um, and these are the things, a plague. Plague was a common occurrence mm-hmm. in the world all across the globe for many centuries. Um, people you loved could die at any second. That's one of the reasons people have trouble with attachment is that terrible fear of loss, sure. losing the impossible, right? So now we live in a time when we live longer. We can create a new vocation. We can create a new career, a lifestyle, train ourselves, become expert, travel the world, do whatever we want to do with our lives. Why are we still living in the past? A hundred years ago where things could go wrong all the time and you had no control. Yeah. That's a really good point. point. So I, I want to take a little left turn here, if you don't mind. For all the women out there, we have questions. So when all these men started chasing <laughs> you, how did you hone in on what was the right guy and what kind of qualities did that guy have? What made him stand out to you? Wow, these are such great questions. They're so much fun. Uh, well, men were presenting themselves, and I was dashing around, right? So I love to work. I Work is highly meaningful to me. It's one of the Buddhist precepts. I practice Buddhism, uh, meaningful work, meaningful lifestyle. So I was dashing around, and men had to run to get my attention, like I mentioned. And a bunch of them came, and they were sort of offering themselves. And so I would vet them. I would kind of sit with them and have, somebody said, well, it sounds like a business meeting. You sit and have coffee with a gentleman and you ask him questions. And I was probing to see what kind of characters they had because mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to know. And they all, most all of them had amazing characters that I was highly impressed by. 
I was really wild, but I was in a rush and I had a lot of things to do and I was busy. So I didn't date very many of them, but they continued to come in slews and I could decide. So my honing process got a little more refined. The man that I chose was just, he fell in love the first minute I met him. It was unmistakable. It was like lightning struck somebody in that room. There was a large room with a lot of people in it. There was a lot of action in the room and his feelings didn't change over time. And I was humbled and awestruck by that level of attention and devotion. But he had a lot of obstacles, things that he had to work through for the relationship to gel. And I just watched him and let him do whatever he needed to do. I was really busy, and these men were constantly coming. I was too busy to give any of them a lot of time, in the beginning especially. And I was like, why should I give you my time? Mm. My schedule's busy. (laughs) It's full. Mm -hmm. What do you have to offer me that's better than what I'm already experiencing? Don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Seriously. What an yeah. attitude, man. That's, I, that's, that's I'm amazing. That's really powerful. powerful. I mean, that really yeah. is saying I'm honoring the divine being that I am and all of the gifts that I have so much that unless you show me a reason why, you know, I should Contribute. distract myself from this good stuff that's already going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not going to expand my life, then why do I want you in it? I just thought of something striking when you were saying that. That's quite brilliant what you said, but I'm driven by a profound life purpose. Mm -hmm. I want to help others relieve their suffering. This is hugely significant to me. My life goal is to begin a foundation and work in environmental protection around the world, habitat preservation. And I have my first seed project coming up this year, and I'm thrilled beyond measure by that. So these Mm -hmm. are the things that consume me. These are the passions that I have. They're much more important than my life. Mm -hmm. They're more important than any of the men who come to me. You know, preserving mm-hmm. habitat for future generations, protecting animals and stuff like that. That's a big mm-hmm. deal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm small by comparison to that. Mm-hmm. So that's what drives me and fuels my intensity and direction. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, an in, in environment is a big piece of what you do. I think you're helping people change their inner environment so their outer environment can change also. Is that's that- so brilliantly said. Mm-hmm. I, that's exactly what I would have said. The inner work. The action here is all internal Mm -hmm. in these shifts and processes, Mm -hmm. the way that we think, the way we respond, what we expect and demand, both from Mm -hmm. ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I expect my best. I want others to give me their best. Or don't waste my time, please. Absolutely. Well, I know you have a giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I've created some special gifts for my guests. For anybody who would like them, you can come and collect them at Love Comes Easily for men forward slash get it. Uh, ladies' website uh, is love comes easily forward slash get it. And I have created some special things for you there. Please come and pick them up. They will be unlike anything else you've found on this subject. Look, can I repeat that again? Because yes, I, I think uh, it's re- worth repeating. Lovecomeseasily.com forward slash get it. Or for men, lovecomeseasily.com. For, or, excuse me, lovecomeseasily for men.com. Get it. And uh, girls, uh, ladies, put, go and uh, get your men. Uh, if you listen <laughs> to this and they're not here, go get it for them. <laughs> uh, the ladies' pieces, one of the ladies' pieces, I created a special segment just for the show, but one of them is uh, 30 Signs That a Man Is Secretly Attracted to You. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Ooh. And Glenda, I just want to say that I'm not only grateful for the information you shared today, but for your presence. You are an amazing being, and I am really honored that you've been with us today. Thank you so much. I'm very honored to be here. Thank you for being here, Glenda. And coming right up, we have a special segment with our sponsor, Sherry Blair. So stay tuned. She's going to be talking about money and you. 
We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. How confident are you that you'll have enough money to retire when the time comes? Your financial future may be at risk and you don't even know it. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair, financial advisor, and helping you meet your financial goals is important to me. Let me help you make smarter financial decisions that will keep your money safe, growing, and there when you need it. Call me for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion, 619-997-0416. California license number 0B42369. Securities and services offered through HBEC Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. Cherry Blair is a financial advisor, California insurance license number 0B42369 with Michael J. Lucia and Associates. Security and services offered through HBEC Inc., member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. Now we're going to talk with Sherry Blair, our sponsor and your financial consultant. Because my favorite little saying that Sherry turned me on to was a man is not a financial plan. He may be many other things, according to Glenda, but he's not a financial plan necessarily because we want the ladies to be able to stand on their own two feet. Right, Sherry? Right. Absolutely. And you've done that kind of thing with women. Tell us about somebody that you've actually helped to get past the man being a financial plan strategy. Oh, yes. Hi, Paula and Ken. <laughs> Hello Nice there. to be here with you today again. So um, those that's a great question. Um, I can think of um, some examples. One I can share is um, uh, clients uh, that came to me, um, a married couple, and, you know, they were, you know, getting closer to retirement. Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, they felt they were unprepared you know, going into... For retirement. Yeah, for retirement. Mm-hmm. So they came in to see me. And we set up some um, plans. We set up a plan for them, put them into some different investments, took some of what they were doing, made a few changes. But um, so the gentleman, the husband, was always the one that would talk to me about the financial or talk to us about the financial... Which is commonly the case. Yeah, right? the, the accounts, what they were doing, how they're performing, so on and so forth, you know, how they're going to meet their objectives. And his wife would sit there. She always looked very, very pretty and very kind and sweet, but didn't have much to say, would just listen. Um, and it wasn't too long after they had been my clients, probably a year, year, year and a half into it, um, he became very sick. Mm. And, uh, and he was a little older than she, but he became very sick and suddenly passed away. Mm. And there she was um, having to face all of that, you know, losing her spouse, 
that, you know, they had, you know, she was so in love with, they had a wonderful relationship. Um, and she was only 60, mm. which is still. That's, that's very young that's, today. Yeah, that's young, yeah. right? right? That's young. That's and young. now she has to figure out the finances as well, huh? That's right. That's mm. right. So she was in, you know, obviously tremendous grief. Um, and also, um, the more, the more I worked with her, cause I worked with her an awful lot. Um, I could tell she was just tied up in fear mm-hmm. and she had a little bit of, she was embarrassed cause she was very, um, kind of raised a Southern bell right. and proper and very, very sweet. But she, she felt, you know, embarrassed and a little shame because she didn't understand more. And she felt yeah. like she should be. Oh, know, I think should. a lot of women feel that way, mm-hmm. Sherry. That's one of the things mm-hmm. I love about your special specialty work with women because I think it's it's very common. I hear this among a lot of my friends a lot of the time that if they don't understand those conversations about the something index and the commodities, obviously I'm no expert at this either, that they don't even want to bring it up or talk to a man because they think they should know more. And they don't, you know, they're concerned about how they look. Yeah. How they appear, you know, that they're just not bright enough, smart enough, you know, you know. Exactly. So, so they, a lot, oftentimes people will back away from things like, you know, whenever you feel that way, period about anything, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so there she was. And, and like I said, we spent quite a bit of time together. Uh, initially we probably talked, you know, almost daily. She mm-hmm. would be in my office weekly, every other week. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I, I saw such a transformation in her, mm-hmm. you know, where she was gaining Power. this, yeah, that yeah. confidence yeah. and, and her ability to number one, get it, you know, right. understand it. And that maybe things weren't as bad off because she was just so sure that she didn't have enough, enough. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to be enough. How was she going to retire? You know, she was only 60 years old. And she could see as she spent more time with me and we, we went over the pl- her plans and strategies that actually she was going to be just fine. Right, mm. right. So obviously she got out of fear. <laughs> right, so, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Which was, and it was so, it was, it was uh, so touching and powerful to me to see mm-hmm. her transform. Mm-hmm. And and become empowered. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, we can all do this. Yeah. All, all women can do this. I love that emphasis in your work on educating women. Absolutely. Because that's the piece that's needed, you know, so they can feel powerful, so they can feel, you know, strong and informed about their money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sherry, what, what's the biggest challenge that people show up in your office and say, this, you know, women show up, what's their biggest challenge? Well, for women, primarily, uh, planning for retirement mm. is the biggest challenge. Mm. Yeah. So, because many of us are, or many people are unprepared mm-hmm. financially mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to retirement. And for women, the risk is sometimes even greater. Why? You know, um, because, well, one thing is they don't value themselves and value um you know, going, I mean, getting themselves ready for retirement and they've always Mm -hmm. pretty much left it to other people Mm -hmm. or, you know, been too scared to go into it. I always say, you know, I make the suggestions, value your future comfort as much as you value your your comfort today. Mm -hmm. 
That's powerful. So value your future comfort yeah. as much as you value your comfort today. Yeah. And when you think about those things, you think ahead and you investigate and you take, uh, you look to retirement for, you know, com- you, you start feeling comfortable with the terms and everything else. And you look at your income and, and lifetime savings and so on and so forth. Then, and you take it one step at a time. Yeah. You know, through educating yourself, mm-hmm. whether it's to go out and, you know, meet with other other uh, financial advisors or planners or, you know, in, in events or seminars like I put on, and there's a lot of people that do that, um, and informing yourself and educating yourself. You've got an event steps. coming up in March that I think a lot of people would love to know about. What is it you're calling it? Women, Wealth, and Beauty? Is that the name? Correct. Yeah, women, honestly. money, and beauty. Women, money, and beauty. Okay, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and um, right, where's yes. where that going to be held? It's going to be held at the San, Di- San Diego Botanic Gardens, mm-hmm. which is in Encinitas. Oh, it's in Encinitas. Yes. Oh, is you, that is that, that used, Quest Haven? Uh, it used, no, it used oh. to be the Quell Gardens. Quell Gardens. It's okay. now called San Diego Botanic Gardens. Oh, very nice. And it's March 24th. From 1 to 3.30? 1 to 3.30. It's a Saturday. So okay. It's, yeah. And mm-hmm. what I loved about what you shared with me is not only are the women going to receive education about different financial strategies, they're going to make a flower arrangement. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I personally, you know, love flowers mm-hmm. and love to work with flowers and get my hands in the soil. And it's, it's one of my passions and me hobbies. Too. Yeah, you like that? Oh, yeah. And um, so I, I came up with, you know, I, I thought, you know, there's so many things that we do around when we go out and we talk about finances to people. They offer dinners and lunches and, you know, so on and so forth. Right. And I thought, hmm, it just didn't feel, that didn't feel like me. You know? Right. And I've done those, those kind of events. But I thought, I love flowers. Why don't I put, why don't I marry putting flowers and bouquets together with financial information, and then the ladies get to take home the bouquet that they created. Oh, I love that! I love that, and I and I love the analogy with uh, being able to create the bouquet you create with your financial plan right. <laughs> home with you, right? right with the right, yeah, it's it right, kind of a, it's uh, right, right, goes right. together. Such a masculine <laughs> yeah. way of thinking. There has to be some logic to this. We have to tie it together. We gotta have some system. logic. And why are we making flowers at this uh, financial uh, workshop? <laughs> well, I yeah, that's cute. But that's great. That's yeah. cute. Well, that's I, cute. I will say that I I do. Um, have a professional uh, flower designer that comes in, That's and he cool. guides us. A male who guides us. He's he does amazing uh, work all over all over the country, actually in the world, really. But he, uh, I'm fortunate enough to help you know to have him to come in and and teach us. Yeah. He'll have a particular design that we mm-hmm. work together on, and then everyone gets their own flowers and their own vases, and then he creates it, and then afterwards you get a chance to create it by and then he goes around and kind of helps out and everything. That's great. Yeah. So you have fun. So let yeah. me ask you this. How does a person register for this event? Good question. So they can call 619-997-0416. Say that one more time. Again? <laughs> 619-997-0416. Or they can email me at cblair, B-L-A-I-R, at Lachia. L-U-C-I-A, financial.com. So it's C. Blair, 
at LuciaFinancial.com. Very cool. That's perfect. Very cool. So if they have interest, they will get in touch with you. Right, 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 right. Okay, well, Sherry, thank you so much for being here today. That's a special treat for for us. the work you're doing for women. I say for all of the women out there, thank you, Sherry. Oh, Mm. well, I love doing it, and it is my passion, so yes. Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. And if you've enjoyed this show, we hope that you will... Tell your friends and your uh, family about this show. You can Google us at Transition Radio or Transition Radio Show, or you just go to our website, TransitionRadioShow.com, to listen to all of our past uh, uh, podcasts up there. And um, or, I think, or you can ask Alexa. Alexa. And what's the other guy that we can ask? Oh. oh, is there a Google guy? There's a Google guy too. Anyway, oh, whoever that <laughs> so, is, whoever ask it is. Them okay. <laughs> well, all righty. We we just blanked on that one. But anyway, well, we hope you enjoyed the show. And again, uh, let your friends know about us on uh, Facebook, please. Uh, Google us at Transition Radio or Transition Radio Show, and we'll be talking with you next week. Cherry Blair is a financial advisor, California insurance license number 0B42369 with Michael J. Lucia and Associates. Security and services offered through HBEC Inc., member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. Well, welcome back to Transition Radio for our wrap-up. And uh, what a show we had today, Paula. Oh, my goodness. Love and money made easy. Whoever thought such a thing would happen? Well, you know, if you know the principles that our guests taught today, uh, love and money does get a lot easier. Well, starting with what we were saying in the very beginning about it all begins with you. You know, you've got to value yourself enough to plan your finances. You've got to value yourself enough to have a beautiful life that then, as Glenda taught us, tends to be a magnet for the right person to share it with. It does. And, you know, one of the things our show does is it helps you to, I think, kind of tune into some of the areas that are working in your life, not working in your life. What are you tolerating? And make some clear choices as to, you know, if you don't like the trend of your life, then you change the trend of your life. And that's really what we're doing here on Transition Radio is we're bringing in guests like Glenda and Sherry to help you to really shift your point of view so that you can really have more wealth, happiness, and joy, and a little more freedom in your life. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things both ladies taught us today, and that is such an important point, is it all begins with us. Mm -hmm. The point of power Mm -hmm. is with you. That's Mm -hmm. the good news and the bad news. Mm -hmm. You know, the bad news is the point of power is with you. So if you don't like what you're creating, Mm -hmm. then there's only one place you can look Mm -hmm. to for change. But that's also such a point of power because if I don't like it, then I can change it if I'm willing to do something new, take Uh, a different action. Absolutely. You know, a couple of points that Glenda made um, about, um, and we've heard this uh, on different shows in different ways, but it's such important to repeat it. And that is that point of start to generate your life, not from the past, Mm -hmm. but start generating it from the future. Like where you want to be, where you where you can envision the uh, the dream or the fairy tale of your life, right. to uh, to li- to start looking at it from where you want to be a year from now, uh, two years from now, five years from now, mm-hmm. and just start tuning into what that's going to look for you, like for you. I think that was an important point, Paula. Oh, I think it's huge, and mm-hmm. you know, I think about there was a line of so-called wisdom when I was growing up that was always like, "Don't get your hopes up." 
Don't think too big. Don't get your head all swollen. And you know, Oh my God! How do you ever create anything new if you don't get your hopes up? Listen, my my in my family, right? Mm-hmm. I was the dreamer, right? So on my 16th birthday, my dad gave me a uh, a pot of gold because he was making fun of me. He was saying, you know, you always think there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Well, that's not how people thought in my family. Mm-hmm. They thought, you know, well, you know, it's you might get this, you know, struggle, strive. You know, be fearful. And I was never that wise. I was like, no, no, you know, it's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. So, and it did for me <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> well, and that's the problem. You know, for so many people, they get stuck by that, those family norms or mm-hmm. the cultural norms. Mm-hmm. And, and then they get locked in and yeah. they end up, like Glenda described, grieving because they haven't fulfilled the cultural norms that they thought they had to fulfill in order to be a successful person and have a good life. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the, the new book that we talked about, I have coming out, The Courage to Change Everything. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the reason that I can write that book is that's really how I've lived my life, with courage. Mm-hmm. Courage to walk into the unknown. Courage to do the things that most people wouldn't want to do themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um that's what we need. I, and one of the things I liked when I asked Sherry Blair, our, our sponsor, about uh, uh, the biggest financial challenges a woman faces. Mm-hmm. I love that question because she came back and she talked about the number one challenge, and that is a plan. You know, from, from my mind, it's like, wow, if you're not planning to, to uh, succeed, you're probably, or don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that fear you know, requires courage to make change. Like these wonderful classes she's doing in this great event that they're going to have at the Botanic Gardens. On one level, that's like so cool. Who doesn't want to go? On the other level, it takes some courage to show up there and say, wow, I got to learn how to retire more successfully. I need to learn more about what to do that's smart with my money. Absolutely. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. And again, uh, let your friends know about us on uh, Facebook, please. Uh, Google us at Transition Radio or Transition Radio Show. And we'll be talking with you next week.